If you're a smaller seller, it's less money, but it's still a high percentage. So, uh, you know, we, we, we start businesses, we run businesses for a reason, right? It's not just because it's fun. We want to make profit. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you want to grow your business bigger and faster? A free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find missed golden opportunities. I generally charge $150 or more per hour, but this would be free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing a few thousand dollars a month in sales already. Just visit myamazonaudit.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Look forward to speaking to you on your audit. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon-focused sellers. Today, we are talking to Alex Ryan, who's the CTO, that's the Chief Technology Officer of Refundify, which is a transparent Amazon FBA reimbursement service where people actually talk to you. So called customer service, which is an old-school thing that most people don't do these days, so that's kind of nice. And they are associated with a a subset of Seller Candy run by John Cavendish, who's a trusted member of the Amazon community as well. So Good people. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much, Michael. I really appreciate having me on. Excited to talk to you and your listeners. Yeah, pleasure. So tell us a tiny bit about you. You're, you're not so much the Amazon seller type person as the tech person, aren't you? So tell us, tell us where you come from here. So I've uh, got a background in kind of uh, or degree in computer science. And then my background is in building like uh, SaaS apps and products uh, and also leading development teams. So I started out in like uh, hospitality tech, did a little bit of e-commerce. And then a bit more recently doing like supply chain, in particular quality control. And as you say, Seller Candy or Fundify is going to come from Seller Candy. So I've joined up with John and Seller Candy. I'm bringing the, the tech experience and they're bringing bucket loads of Amazon experience. So it makes kind of a, a nice, a nice pairing. Yeah, great. So somebody with a, a good way of structuring processes, which is obviously so critical to the whole business of selling online, particularly dealing with Amazon. So let's talk about Amazon reimbursements. First of all, let's, let's define our terms. What are Amazon reimbursements? Yeah. So Amazon reimbursements or FBA focused Amazon reimbursements are really something that every Amazon FBA seller should be aware of. Sadly, many are not, which means they're missing out a lot of money, but essentially Amazon ships about 1.6 million packages per day. Like that's, that's a lot of packages, right? They're bound to make some mistakes. You know, things get lost, things get damaged. And when that happens, in Amazon's terms of service, they basically state that they will reimburse you for those lost items or damaged items at the retail price. So they, they do want to reimburse you. And in fact, they do reimburse you for many things, but not everything. Some things are just lost, uh, missed. So it's kind of up to sellers to identify those mistakes and then go to Amazon and ask, Hey, please give me back, give me back this money. And if you chase them enough and if you do it the right way, then they will do that. So essentially the bottom line is Amazon makes mistakes. They owe you money, Amazon reimbursement services, or just the process of it gets you that money back. Great and nicely put. And uh, I think it's this is one of those no-brainer things that somebody should be yeah. really, really serious about using a reimbursement service. Um, 
And I think it's important to say that Amazon is not trying to steal money from you necessarily. And look, they may be trying to steal money from you. I have no way of verifying <laughs> that statement. But this process particularly is normally about cock up, not conspiracy, as they say. You know, don't, I think it's really a question of if you run a huge giant or corporation, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, particularly true for Amazon because of the way it's structured, isn't it? That two pizza yeah. team concept that Jeff Bezos has has kept it very entrepreneurial. But from the point of view of third-party sellers, my God, it's a mess. And so, yeah, it's, it's trying to help them sort out the mess, I would say, is the mm. best way to put it. So, okay, so there's some money there. I mean, why does it matter? Is, is it serious money? Well, that depends on your revenue, right? Is it serious money if you're a really big seller? Yes, yeah, it's really serious. If you're a smaller seller, it's less money, but it's still a high percentage. So, uh, you know, we, we, we start businesses, we run businesses for a reason, right? It's not just because it's fun. We want to make profit. But what if I told you that 10% of your profit was being lost? Yeah. 10%. That's a lot. And we get to that. It's a huge amount, right? Uh, and we get to that because the, the kind of average error rate that we see when we go through our data is between kind of 1% and 3%. So 1% to 3% of your revenue. And we can do some quick math to see how we got to that 10% profit uh, loss, right? So if you have kind of a 30% profit margin, I know, Michael, you and I talked before about this, that maybe... Most sellers actually have a, a lower profit margin than that, maybe around 20% if they're lucky. But let's imagine 30% for now. So 30% profit and you're losing 3% of that revenue. That's 10% of the profit, right? Yeah. And if your profit margin goes down to 20%, that's 15% of your overall profit just gone into the ether, lost. Yeah. Right? So it's so key. Every FBA seller should be doing this, either themselves or through a service. It's, it's so important. Absolutely. Okay. So we bang people on the head with get a reimbursement service or do it yourself. So do let's it. talk about how people should do it themselves. And then at the end, guess what, folks? We're going to tell you how we fund them. I can do it for you. We fund if I can do it for you. So how do we go about getting it ourselves? First of all, I mean, there's more than one type of reimbursement on there. What are the sort of areas where we are going to have to look at? Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of different reimbursement types. And, and when you look around online, you'll see varying lists. You know, some people say, oh, this. There's five, there's 10, there's 15, 20. There's a few. And we, everyone kind of buckets them up and, and puts them together in different ways. The way that we group them, we kind of group them into three main top ones that we see the vast majority of the refunds coming from. And then there are a bunch of like smaller ones that generally don't have, have as much. So the main one being, we call it inventory adjustments. And this can be for things that have been like lost in the warehouse, damaged or, or disposed of potentially. And that accounts for around about 70% in total, kind of all those together. The second biggest one is going to be kind of lost and damaged inbound shipments. So that's kind of, you've shipped all your stuff to Amazon, Amazon's warehouse, that's the fulfillment center. They've, they've dropped a package and then it's been broken. Or maybe they just say, Hey, you didn't send us a thousand units. You only sent us 995. So they've just vanished. And that accounts for about 25% of the money that's coming back. And then the next chunky one, a uh, little less chunky, but that's overcharged SBA fees. So potentially just dimensions are wrong and they're just charging you too much. And that accounts for around 5%. And then all the others kind of just trend to zero. They just kind of change and they, they don't generally get back as much. Brilliant. So if you're 80, 20, in fact, so 70, 30, I suppose in this case, you would just focus on lost damage in, in warehouse and forget it. Now, most people will be too upset about their inventory missing to not go for lost and damage inbound shipment. I've been one of the clients in the mastermind who's spent a lot of time fighting Amazon to get overcharged FBA fees back, which actually, if they charge 13% or 15% of, of sales, again, depending on the profit margin, it may be that your net margin pre-tax could be as little as 10%. That's quite common these days. 
then it's still worth having, right? But it, it sounds like if there's one thing you focus on, it's, it's what they do in the warehouse, which makes sense, by the way. They have a huge warehouse yeah. network. It's bound to go wrong. That's where most of the work is. That's where most of the errors are. It makes sense to me. All right, so let's talk about the lost and damaged inbound shipments. How are we going to find, how are we going to go about actually getting that money back for ourselves if we want to venture into yeah. playing with Seller Central? Because we all love Seller Central. <laughs> So much fun. It's that wonder interface, right? Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we can talk through kind of the process of getting back your money for the, the loss and damage inbound shipment. So it, it's not complicated. It's not a complicated process. The, the issue comes here is, is how much time it takes, you know, particularly for a big seller. So it comes down into a few components. The first component, right, is identifying that there's been a mistake. Identify that there's something's gone missing. That's the first part. Then there's actually raising it with Amazon and chasing them continuously, re-raising rejected cases, actually getting that money back. So we'll go to the first part, um, talking through how you can actually find the issues. So log into Seller Central, nice and easy. And you'll see kind of in the top left, you've got your menu. You can click on the inventory section there and you'll see there's a, a subsection fulfilled by Amazon and there's a, a shipments button. If you just click that, it goes, you takes you to your shipments page. It's just a table of all the shipments, everything you've sent into Amazon, and it's got like status there. It tells you how many units uh, you say you shipped and how many units they say they received, lots of other stuff. Now the, to speed things up, what you want to do is, is filter by closed. So you can, there's a little filter option there by status and just select closed and apply that filter. And that'll just show up all the, all the shipments that have been completed. Essentially everything's done. Uh, Amazon's checked everything in, it's closed. The next thing you want to do, and this depends basically on if you're a really big seller or if you're, or if you're a big seller or a really small one. If you're a really small seller and you don't have many shipments coming into Amazon and you're doing this fairly regularly, then you might be able to just continue on the Amazon UI now. But if you're a bigger seller and you've got a lot of shipments coming in, there's actually an export table data button and you want to click that because basically if you're a big seller, you can't see everything on the screen at once and it's going to be a nightmare to manage. So either work from the screen or click that export button and download to a spreadsheet. Now in the spreadsheet or on the table, you'll see there's a column here for expected units and the received units, the units Amazon actually checked in for you. What we're looking for is just a discrepancy in these two numbers. So say, for example, you say that you sent a thousand units, but they have checked in 995 and that's a discrepancy of five units. You are owed money at retail price for five units. Now, if you're working from the UI, you can just click into that case. But if you're working from a spreadsheet, what you need to do is basically just look at their, the identification number, go back to the user interface, find the correct shipment and click in. Okay. So I'm already feeling like this is a uh, hey, complex stuff. So what, what I might suggest for this, steps. by the way, this is very useful stuff, but very hard thing to grasp on a, an audio podcast, mm -hmm. I think. So I might request you guys uh, or we can pop on a, a call and get a video walkthrough done of this because yeah. this sounds really really useful really <laughs> it's going to be impossible to <laughs> memorize the steps on audio and then go back to the interface <laughs> i think but i get the idea yeah. of it. so it's relatively straightforward to find the problem when you know where to look by the sound of it is that a fair is that a yeah, fair yeah like i say it's 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 not complex it's not a, a difficult process it's just like you see imagine you're doing these one at a time and you've got you know hundreds thousands of the shipments you know that that's that, very difficult. And once we've identified this, these cases, then we go into the second stage, right? Mm -hmm. Which is actually raising them. And now this, this is really important because Amazon, 
you know, they're huge. Like we said, 1.6 million packages a day. They're dealing with people raising these cases day in, day out, continuously. So many of them. So many, in fact, that they, they expressly say in the terms of service that you cannot automate the process. Because if it were to be automated, they'd just be completely overwhelmed. So you have to do it by hand. And the issue with that is people aren't very good at getting the cases nice and clear and easy for Amazon to understand. So, you know, you write a big, long paragraph about how Amazon, you owe me loads of money. Amazon looks at that and they just reject it, right? And in fact, what we see is Amazon rejects quite a lot of cases in the first, first instance. They tend to just auto-reject with a can response, which slows you down because then you've got to go back again. So we're used to that. We expect it. They reject our cases. We just go back again and we re-raise it and then they accept the case. And it seems like that's just kind of standard process with Amazon. They're just trying to push back as much work as they can, essentially hoping you'll give up and they can go make a cup of tea. <laughs> I can't blame them. They're yeah. overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's a, yes, Amazon wants to keep your money because it helps their cash flow. But then also, yeah, right. it's, it's a question of managing essentially almost a manageable workload, which is Amazon's problem. And I'm not trying to be sympathetic to them or anything, but I guess I can see why, why it happens. And I think it's important to understand, even if you see Amazon's your en enemy, is not uncommon, sadly. It's un you've got to understand where they're coming from and, and what's going on because then that'll yeah. help you navigate it, right? So, so we don't put a crisp. So it sounds like the two errors that that people make are they don't put a crisp, clear case, and, and then they give up yeah. when it's been rejected once, right? Uh, is is that exactly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do we get around that? How do we make that better? Yeah. Well, essentially, you can either learn to get really good at it, <laughs> or you can you can use a reimbursement service, right? Yeah. Refundify's employees are all ex-Amazon FBA agents. So they've all, they've all been on the other end. <laughs> they've been hit and reject. <laughs> they know how to navigate these cases. So, you know, use the service or get really good at it. If you're going to get, do it yourself, then you just need to be really crystal, crystal clear. You know, bullet point it, lay out your case, say, this is what's gone wrong. This is what's missing. Um, according to your terms of service, please reimburse me for this amount or find the inventory, essentially. So just keep it. Keep it concise, keep it clear, no long paragraphs. So bullet points, no long paragraphs. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. And so it sounds like they reject things as a matter of course. So, so tell me a bit about, I mean, how much follow-up do we need? I mean, everyone who's sat in there in any kind of FBA seller discussion group or, or conference knows, you know, and sit there bitching basically about seller support and how many times they've raised the case. So, so let's try and put some numbers on it or something more concrete. How, how does that work? How many cases are you going to need? How many times do you need to raise a case on average or any other sort of how long does it take to get resolved? Any other sort of facts that we can hang on to here? Yeah. So often you're going to have to re-raise it at least once. Quite often it's going to be rejected in the first instance. Raising on the second time, they usually take it a bit more seriously. Occasionally it will be rejected twice, but Usually, usually once it's the number and then they'll start processing it. Once they do start processing it, you're usually kind of following up for one, maybe two weeks, but they're not, then not too slow generally. So this strikes me as a bit like credit control. It's one of those things where I remember I worked in an office years ago for selling, I think it was ironically something like freight or something, not freight, what was it? It's kind of courier services. And, and there were four people in the office. I was one of them. And one person was in charge of credit control. So of the entire four person mm. team. And that, that really struck me hard. And I thought, well, <laughs> maybe they got a bit of a problem in this particular business, but that is a thing where in theory, you send an invoice and it gets paid, but in practice, you need somebody to make sure it actually gets paid. And this feels like a very similar 
somewhat less than rewarding, but absolutely essential role, right? I mean, somebody has to yep. be making sure you actually get the money back and it's big enough, as you say, one to 3% of revenue, but you know, maybe 10%, maybe even 20% of profits has to be done. So that follow-up piece sounds like a pain. Is there any way that we can speed that up or is that, is that or I suppose it's the other way of saying is that what do we not do to slow it down? Yeah, so speeding up, not so much, but as you say, try and get the cases actually accepted. So common problems, people don't provide the correct documentation. That's a big one for um, lost inbound shipment. So when you raise the case for a lost or lost inbound shipment, then you basically need to prove to Amazon that you really did send what you say you sent. And when you raise a case, they give you kind of a nice screen. They detail out the kinds of things you need to send. You do need to make sure everything is kind of dated and signed. Everything on there is correct. And, and they, they simply won't or cannot process it until that's supplied. So different situations lead to different requirements. They, they do kind of outline that. We, things like private labels, sellers, brands, manufacturers, they need things like packing flipped. But if you're kind of buying from the supplier and just sending in, then you need things like invoices. There's also other little caveats in there. It depends how you sent it to Amazon, which carrier you used. So it, it can get a little bit, it'll be intricate. Other, you know, Refundify, for example, we do have, uh, we can support sellers that private label brands and manufacturers, and we can create like packing slips for you, things like that. Makes it a bit simpler, but otherwise you do have to provide that evidence to your reimbursement supplier so that they can provide it to Amazon as well. Yeah, sounds good. So you're going to have documentation and presumably if you're buying from a supplier, you'll need invoices and that kind of thing as well. So yeah. So in other words, it's, it's again, proof that boringly as it is, I remember a business coach of mine, Dan Bradbury years ago said for every action, you should have an equal and opposite measurement. And it's not a fun thing to sit around creating documentation, mm. but I, I guess that's absolutely, this is a case where it's essential, isn't it? But what are the other ways that we can mess this up? <laughs> Yeah, so there's the, what we talked about, like just not re-raising cases. Again, they're going to reject some, re-raise them. Also, there's, what well, a lot of people don't realize is you can also wait too long. So different case types, different reimbursement types have different periods of time that they, Amazon will reimburse them. So that can range from up to 18 months, which is, you know, cool. We've got plenty of time down to three months. We do not have so much time. So if you wait too long past three months for, for these certain types, then that money's gone. It's gone forever. Now you, you can never get that back. So it's really important that you're doing this regularly. Yeah, doing it regularly, raising the re-raising these cases, staying on top of it. Don't let it build up too much. Because otherwise, yeah, you're gonna lose that money and there's gonna be no way to recover it. Right. So it sounds like the simple solution, rather than becoming, you know, an expert and twisting your mind into a pretzel on how many months should you wait, <laughs> is that you need to do it regularly. Uh, is it a quarterly enough, would you say? Or how often should we be trying to do this work? Yeah, I mean, quarterly, yeah, that, that, that could work, but you are definitely going to be at risk on those kind of floor to town ones, to be honest. We kind of recommend if, if someone's going to do it themselves with all their re-raising, with their like, getting the evidence, with their just being a little bit late every now and then, we recommend doing it every month. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And that's a good rhythm for a lot of business processes, isn't it really? So, okay, once a month, we're going to be plunging into this. Now, it's obviously complex. And as you said, I think the key point you've raised that it's not it's not in itself complex, but there's going to be a lot of back and forth and following up. If you don't have yeah. somebody dedicated to that, it's going to fall between the stools. And again, this is your money. It's actually already your money. You just haven't got it yet, but you're never going to get it if you don't right. chase it, right? So it's worth reiterating that it is a process that's really worth doing, but it's highly time consuming and you're likely to drop the ball because you have 10,000 things you're juggling, let's face it. So 
this brings in a reinvestment service such as Refundify by Selling Candy. So tell me all about Refundify. Okay. Yeah. So Refundify, we've, we've recently launched ourselves um, as kind of underneath our brand called Refundify. But essentially the service has actually been running for over two years now. And we've already reimbursed well over $3 million. So we, we know what we're doing. And actually all of our, our reimbursement agents, they are ex-Amazon. So like I said earlier, they, they worked on the other side. They've been the one accepting, rejecting these cases. So now they're the ones preparing the cases, right? This has been great. They, they've found so many sort of extra processes that we put in just to eke out and, you know, a few, a few more dollars here, a few more dollars there. So they've been really, really fantastic. So what we do is basically a fully managed reimbursement service, right? We do everything for you from finding the discrepancies, preparing and raising the cases, following up, re-raising. And all you have to do on occasion is supply us with documentation when it's required by Amazon. But like I said earlier, we can also help with some of the generation of that as well in certain circumstances. And basically you just sit back and money appears in your account just every month from Amazon. Oh, there it is. And, and that's it. So it's a really hands-off service and you just get money back. It's kind of a, kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, nice. Definitely big fan of this that type of service. I really think that, yeah, it makes sense to have somebody do it. And obviously Seller Candy is, as you said, very experienced, very trusted in the space. We've had John on to talk about various things and, you know, John is an ex-Amazon yeah. seller as well. So they, they really know what they're doing. Hence why we got you on the show. When somebody reached out for your team, I'm like, yes, trust, trust Seller Candy. And therefore we found as part of that. that that's that's a, a trusted brand for me. And so tell me how the charges work. Do you charge like a flat fee per month or, or how does that work? Yeah, so we were kind of trying to figure out, you know, what, what can we do a little bit differently? Because we, we see other services in the space, we're all kind of doing the same thing, money back. And they all have a very consistent rate, 25%. They've all published that at some part time in the past. And some of them don't publish any rates anymore. They've just taken it down. So we're like, okay, 25%, that, that's pretty high. <laughs> so we thought, why not reduce or take away the need for you to talk to us and negotiate us with us and never really know if you're getting a good deal. We just put all of our prices up on a website. So you can go to our website now and, and see our revenue, revenue bracketed prices. It ranges from 22% for a very low revenue all the way up to 13% for the, the really big players. So and bear in mind, right? Like we talked about earlier, the, the money that Amazon reimburses you is actually at retail price, right? So these, these percentages on the charge, it, it kind of pays for itself. You know, if your profit margin is 20%, it, that's being included in that reimbursement. You're already being charged 20%. So it's basically paid for itself. You didn't lose anything. You didn't gain anything. Well, you did gain something because you're about to lose the money. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. It kind of pays for itself, really. Yeah. And the fact they reimburse at retail price, my experience of it is often that, you know, the truth is that uh, we will sell inventory through at a discount at various times, you know, lightning deals, you know, need to move stock, decided that you've overstocked and so forth. So actually you end up sometimes in my experience, making more profit from the reimbursement than you would have done actually selling it. And, and obviously you don't have to pay for marketing to get traffic to the listing and all the rest of it. So it can actually be weirdly profitable in my experience. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lovely thing. So I know you've got a couple of other uh, points here. So ASIN suspension insurance is something you you offer here. So tell me a bit about that. Sounds attractive. Yeah, yeah. This one we think is a, a really great offering. We're really proud of this one because we've got this advantage, right? Most of these other companies have been established. They, they just do reimbursements. But we've come from Seller Candy. And Seller Candy is super focused on basically fixing any Amazon problem you have with your listing. So because we're kind of going hand in hand and figure out what can we do? How can we support each other? and bring more value to customers, right? 
So what we said is, if you get any of your ASINs suspended, up to four of them per year, then we will basically get them reinstated. And Seller Candy's experts, again, they are ex-Amazonists. Um, they will work to get your ASINs reinstated. We'll do that for free. So we, we're kind of valuing that over, over $6,000 per year. But really, if you think about it, yeah. it's, it's kind of priceless. <laughs> you know? I was going to say, depending so on your ASIN, in normally the best-selling ASINs are the ones that get suspended more often because they have it's not because Amazon's after you, but because they just have more traffic, more activity, therefore they're more likely to flag up something in the system. So that's actually, in my experience, normally the case. And therefore, mm. you're probably dealing with your most valuable ASINs and really worth having. That is seriously worth having. Great. Well, look, yeah. I know we've got to get, you've got to go and help people over in Vietnam where you're based. And so we are going to wrap this up here. So first of all, where do people go if they want to use Refundify? Yeah, so you can head to refundify.io. And like I said, we've got our rates there. So you can jump in and see exactly what you're going to pay. No one else is doing that, right? And also you can get a free audit. So we want to basically let you see the money you're going to get back. So you'll see in the top right of our website, there's get a free audit button. Click that. It's really quick and easy to set up. It just goes through a nice, simple flow. It's all backed by Amazon. We're in the Amazon marketplace. So it's all processed through their secure system, nice and safe. You don't need to enter any payment details. And basically within a few days, we will send you a report telling you what you're owed and you get set up and we'll start getting that back. Nice. If you do have a provider, yeah. sorry, I just say if you do have a provider already, it's still worth doing it because you might get better rates, most likely, and you get the ASIN suspension insurance. So yeah, go get a free audit and take a look. Absolutely. And yeah. why not get somebody else to do some work for free to, to size up the problem? And you yeah. might actually find that, you know, even if you going to do it yourself and i god forbid because it is ridiculously time consuming I, I would seriously advise anyone listening just e even if you don't use refundify and obviously refundify are a trusted provider so i wouldn't have them on the show but get somebody to do it folks like i see people do it themselves yeah. and they wrap themselves in knots and it takes so much time and you should be focusing on creating bigger value and growing the, the top line rather than fussing about the detail which has to be done but it shouldn't be you i'm just saying so there you go so Refundify.io, folks, if you want to get that. And the Asian suspension insurance, not to be sniffed at at all. You will need some help at some point. Getting an account suspended is, is thankfully quite rare, but getting an Asian suspended, as we all know, if you've been around for more than 10 minutes, happens all the time. And it's nearly always your biggest seller, as we said. So do not overlook that, folks, is what I would say. So look, it's been a great pleasure, Alex Ryan from Refundify.io. Great that Seller Candy are showcasing this really essential service. And I think that's uh, a no-brainer for people to check out so refundify.io folks alex thank you so much for coming on the show yeah thank you so much michael really appreciate it. it's been good fun cheers thanks thanks for listening to the 10k collective podcast for six and seven figure amazon sellers i really hope you found the show helpful to you please don't forget to subscribe to the show and if you're on apple podcasts please do leave us a quick star rating it will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.